This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Brian Dable, Joe Shane era gets going for real, for real. The games count and... Whether you were super negative heading into the season, whether you were trying to see a lot of positive lights going into the season, we get to finally figure that all out. And I have never been a believer heading into week one, no matter how bad the team could have been in assuming a loss. And I have gone through this the last two days and examined everything. And I, and I do think there's path to victory, Paul. I do think that there's an opportunity that the Giants albeit maybe they're not an 11-10 win team, but maybe we see suddenly, you know, that rise up. Well, maybe the Titans are passing them on the way back down. I do think that there is a recipe for an upset. And I got to imagine, Paul, you're feeling a little positive, like there's a chance for a win here Sunday as well, too. Yeah, I would think that this would be my upset special for the Giants this season, to be frank with you, Sean, for a number of reasons. Let me just get out of the way. You asked me last week, and I didn't really give you an answer. I think the Giants will finish eight and nine this season. Okay. I don't think a nine win season is out of the question that would put them a shade over 500, but now, I would Paul, pick them to be an eight, nine team. Paul, I want to hit the brakes and I want everybody listening to this podcast to hear what Paul Dettino just said. Perhaps for the first time, anybody will give you credit for you've picked the Giants to finish under 500, Paul. Everybody thinks you're always a 10, 11, 12 win guy. You've picked eight and nine. This is unbelievable. What a break, Sean. That's because over the 40 years of doing this, a lot of people have selective hearing and have not heard the times that I did not pick them to finish 500. <laughs> I love it. Any- it's got to be highlighted. It's got to be highlighted. Paul says eight and nine. Here we are. Here we are. In, in, in any effect. Um, why do I think this could be an upset? Well, uh, for several reasons. Um, First reason is, and I honestly do believe the element of surprise is really in the Giants' favor. Between Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, I believe they know more about the Titans' coaches and their personnel than the Titans know about the Giants' personnel. Now, they may know the Giants' coaches, vice versa, but they don't know the Giants personnel all that well. So I do think the element of surprise is certainly on the Giants side. We know historically, Sean, that in week one, you get more upsets than any other week during the NFL season anyway. Because really, let's face it, not a lot of people know exactly what to expect to start with. That's just the nature of the way the game works. Uh, so, So I like that already as a big plus on the Giants side. The other thing that I like about this is that the Titans do not have a very explosive offense. 
regardless of what you believe about King Henry. And look, the only time he ever played the Giants, he ran for 170 yards and two touchdowns. He ate them for lunch. Okay, I get that. That's a that's what a handful of years ago. But but they're not an explosive offense. Their their wide receiving core is rather pedestrian. I know Woods is coming off an ACL after the trade from the Rams. He, he he's supposed to be their go to guy. And Tannehill, I think he's a good quarterback, but he's not a star. So I think they're a limited kind of team that probably isn't going to score more than 20 points anyway. And I think the Giants' offense is going to shock a lot of people. And I like the Giants to win this game probably in the neighborhood of 23-20, 21-17, something along those lines. Uh, I just feel as though this this is an upset prime for the making. I I almost hate that I can't disagree with you because I do feel this way. I have the Giants as a six-win team, but this is actually a game I believe they will win. I'm not just going to say they can win. I, I feel oddly extremely confident for a lot of the reasons you highlighted. I, I think that the unknown of what the Giants are going to do on offense is very difficult for Tennessee to prepare for. This is the first game, and I know we keep we've brought up left guard here, but this is the first game in a long time. I am not sitting panicked about a pass rush versus the Giants offensive line and throw in that Harold Landry is obviously right. done for Tennessee as well, which is no so doubt. enormous. Uh, no doubt. I would feel way better, and although we are taping this on a Thursday morning, so we don't have the official word, I would feel way better with a healthy Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari, although I'm under the assumption neither will play. I guess there's a chance Aziz can. Uh, that being said, how about the fact that the Titans are starting a a, a rookie third-round pick at right tackle as well in this game, which is something to keep an eye on. We want to talk about our off- remember our offensive line problems. Could you imagine as a rookie starting Matt Paird at right tackle? I mean, that's essentially what Tennessee has going here. How yeah. about a little change in fortune, Paul, where the Giants have dealt with all these injuries for years, uh, you know, rookies being, you know, rushed to play in certain spots. And I know the Giants will have their own share of that. But how about the Giants finally being on the receiving end of of giving another team a taste of what the Giants have gone through? Maybe O'Shane Zimenez gets back there, gets a couple sacks, uh, you know, playing against a rookie, shows his pass rush ability. I am worried about the edges, setting the edge on Derrick Henry. But ultimately, Ryan Tannehill, what's left of this Titans passing offense does not scare me at all. The only thing that would worry me, though, Paul, and I know I'm kind of jumping around and hitting everything here all over the place, but that's how excited I am. You mentioned the weather, and if it does rain on Sunday, you know, the lazy narrative says, hey, running the ball works in the rain. Uh, you can't really pass the ball. Well, I've seen plenty of rain games where defensive backs are slipping and falling down all over the place. I am a little concerned about the big play already over Aaron Robinson's head or, you know, one of these young corners not named Dory Jackson. I could see that being the difference in a game as well. It worries me. But ultimately, setting the edge, keeping the D-backs on the feet, you know, don't have a big play burn you. As you said, you think 23-20, something like that. This could be the game where it's so tight that one of those plays is the difference. Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt that that, that could come down to a, a fourth quarter miscue of that nature. Look, Nicholas Pettit Frere was a pass protection uh, tackle in college, okay? And he's the guy you're referring to who's going to be starting at right tackle for Tennessee. He's not known for his run blocking. He was a pass protection guy. So I don't necessarily know that Henry's going to be running that way. He'll probably go right up the back of Taylor Wawan over on the left side. At right. least that's what I would do if I were Tennessee. All right, so now yeah. if you're the Giants, what do you do? Well, you and I both know the Giants have some beef on that side of the line. 
they could have Dexter Lawrence playing out there as the the edge guy if they want to right. in terms of a line. Or how about this? Sean, I got a counter on this one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use Jaheed Ward as a stand-up backer on the edge to give the Giants extra beef. He's about 285 pounds, and he is a force against the run. I really prefer him as a defensive lineman, but he can be a stand-up linebacker as well, and they've used him as that in camp. So if I'm the Giants, here's what I do. Wink Martindale decides, you know what? When we, when we believe they're going to run, we're going to go with the big bodies up front. We're not just going to go with two down linemen with their hands in the dirt. We'll go with three, or we'll go with four, and we're going to stack another extra linebacker or two up on the line, and we're going to overplay the run. Like what, if you remember, back in 1990 when the Giants played the Bears in the playoffs and Bill Belichick pulled out a whole new-look defense. They called it the Bear Front. And they added extra beef. John Washington wound up being added to that defensive line because they knew the Bears' passing attack could not beat them. I think Wink is smart enough to do that. So I think you'll see Ward. You might even see Roche come up from the practice squad because he's more stout in setting the edge. And I think the Giants are going to have an answer to contain Henry and force the Titans' passing game to try to win it. And by the way, yeah, Austin Hooper, he had a few good years a couple years back. Last two seasons with Cleveland, he was nondescript. So you right. can't even look to him if you're Tannehill to help bail you out if the running game doesn't get going. <laughs> 